Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. We're five days away from the Blue Gold football game at Notre Dame Stadium. Going to be going to be much better weather if the forecast holds. Much better weather than what we're having right now. I guarantee you that, Brian Driscoll. If the forecast holds, yeah. if this is in this is in northern Indiana we, in April, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath on that one. That's that's why I gave you that caveat there. <laughs> that's exactly right. Smart move. Yes, yes. I'm I'm not a weather person. I don't claim to be a weather person. I just look at what they give us. So, mm-hmm. um, this is just crazy. I, I spent the last segment talking about this whole Twitter, Instagram. Thing. I'm going to read you three of the tweets from at stinky one seven three zero two one five three. Now, again, this first one was screenshotted and shared to Brian Kelly's official Instagram account over the weekend. The other two um, remain up on on this Twitter account so okay so here we go three tweets from this twitter account that used to follow brian kelly brian polian all three of brian kelly's kids but have since unfollowed them since uh, people started talking about this over the last few days so here's the first tweet that was shared to brian kelly's instagram account quote everyone who is connected with sources inside the current program knows notre dame athletic director jack swarbrick is retiring in two years along with president jenkins Jack wanted to please the people, so he didn't search for a coach and hired Marcus. Hope he made the right choice, but I doubt it, end quote. Now, again, as I was just talking about in the last segment, that tweet has since been deleted by this account, but it was shared on Brian Kelly's Instagram account. Okay, tweet number two. This one's still up there. Quote, name another blue blood with a 33-plus year dry spell. Alabama, Texas, LSU, et cetera, overcame Temp struggles by reinvesting into proven winners. BK repaired the wreckage from Weiss's tenure, made NCG in year three, but prideful ND admins declined to make necessary tweaks to elevate program, end quote. And now this final one is still up as well. Quote, BK was set for life financially before signing that contract. He's not motivated by the almighty dollar. BK had plenty of chances to leave before LSU called This move was about opportunity and autonomy. Both he and his family felt like it was the right time to make a move. End quote. So, Brian Driscoll, (laughs) do you think Brian Kelly has a burner Twitter account? I can't believe we've got to talk about this, but. I don't think it's Brian Kelly. That's my thing. I, I think it is someone associated with Brian Kelly. The thing you have to understand about Brian Kelly, and this is something I've been dealing with for years, Brian Kelly is, he is, look, I've said this before many, many times. 
Brian Kelly is a politician and he has a politician's background. If you know the story of his dad, and uh, right. this isn't a criticism, I've met his parents. They are really sweet people, very nice people. And it's not an immediate criticism to say that you're a politician. No. But politicians are really good at knowing how to get other people to do their dirty work. Right. Right. And that's what I think this is. I don't think this is Brian Kelly on a burner account tweeting things. I think this is Brian Kelly in conversations with people that, that know kind of know what to do. Right. And then it's that whole plausible deniability. thing. Exactly. I don't think he's stupid enough to be on his phone in his office at LSU tweeting this. Do I think it could be? You wouldn't think you so. Know, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, you know, I just he barely, you know, did his own tweeting. You know what I mean? But so when you look I at do, the wording I, of some of this, you know, like what you're saying, it might not be him with his thumbs, you know, on the exactly. keypad. It's but it looks it him. almost looks like it was yeah. an official release given to someone to yes. send out, you know, some it's of this coming stuff. from him. Yeah. But you'll never be able to trace it back directly to him. Uh -huh. and, and that's well, where the political background comes with and the exception so of the Instagram of just, thing. But right. Well, but again, I mean, it's not like other people don't have his account info on Instagram that, you know, that could have been a mistake where somebody. True. Has, look, true. Let me explain something. So, like, I know I know this to be true. A lot of these head coaches have ways of having assistants and GAs and recruiting people be able to not only just text from their phones and tweet from their stuff and DM kids and all that kind of stuff. That's just the reality. You think you think Urban Meyer when he was at Ohio State was like spending all day DMing kids or do you think like other people had access to his accounts and they were No, exactly. Stuff, right? Exactly. Like and the official Brian Kelly. I mean, it's the same with celebrities. Like the official right. celebrity account is run by the manager or the PR right. person or whoever. It's yeah. most of the time like it's these not. these releases are like, I know that guy and he never has talked like that right. in his life. That came from a lawyer. Right. <laughs> and that's the case here. In my opinion, so, so is it his burner account? No, it is a burner account. And I think, is it connected to Brian Kelly? I would imagine so. a lot. Because here's the thing. A lot of the stuff like about Swarbrick and Jenkins, that's stuff that I've been hearing for over a year, Sean. I know you have too about that. So that's that's you know that's kind of something that people with inside info at Notre Dame have. It's not just some random dude on Twitter, most likely. Right. And a lot of that other stuff is just peak Brian Kelly pettiness. It's like maybe you're not getting enough attention. You're upset. I really think that Brian Kelly thought when he left, the Notre Dame fan base would just like be wailing and like you know. Right. Just, what are we gonna do? Right. You know, <laughs> like tearing their cloth and you know it's like getting Old Testament on. You know, tearing their cloth, shaving their heads, and just spending the next thirty years and crying prayer you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i think that's what he thought it would be i don't think he expected this rejoicing of like you know ding dong the witch is dead more of a response from people and and then the fact that marcus freeman is doing so well and has been received so well and you know is doing things where like it, it is it a coincidence that all this happened right after marcus freeman did the thing with the mass and the articles that came out from me and other people about how marcus freeman's embracing the traditions and all of a sudden you get all this nonsense from brian kelly because he's not getting enough attention right and you know that to me is it, it's just it's peak Brian Kelly, and this is this is who he's been for years. It's just now Notre Dame fans are finally seeing it because he's not their guy. But this is this is who Brian Kelly has always been, always been. Nothing more that we need to say at this point. We've got some other topics we can <laughs> we can get to. Let me just ask you this though. I was going to ask you this last week. We ran out of time because we kind of had um, we had the commitment of Jabron pain last week so we had to kind of move things around do you think he needs to win a championship at LSU to validate his decision to leave 
Notre Dame? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if he goes 11-2 and two and 10-3 and three every year, then it's like, okay, you did the same thing there as you did at Notre Dame, and yet you – because like, he has put this on himself, right? Like, he's basically said, I came here to win a championship, and Notre Dame held me back. Held you back. You went 11-2 and two and 12-1 and one and 10-2 and two and 10-3 and three the last five years, right? So, yeah, I think he has to do that. And, you know, for people to say, oh, it's not about money <laughs> – then why did you complain so much about the pay raise? If we, everyone that has any kind of sources knows that he got his feelings hurt because Jack wouldn't give him yet another pay raise. Right. So, so don't talk to me about it's not a pay raise. You're really going to tell me you left because they wouldn't give you an on-campus chef and a nutritionist? Well, you had a nutritionist because you took him with you to LSU, right? So, I mean, it, the whole thing is just so absurd and petty. And Brian Kelly has been – and this happens too. We see this all the time with, with politicians and people that kind of – when they get outside their bubble, their protective bubble, they, they kind of forget like, oh, all the people that have been carrying water for me the last several years aren't carrying water for me anymore. So now I've got a like, oh, wow, they're actually writing negative things about me. It's not just that Driscoll guy over that one website that's kind of coming <laughs> at me. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and, and I just I don't think he knows how to handle it. So you're seeing some of this petty stuff and, you know, like, you know, uh, the, the program wouldn't do tweaks. I mean, I've ca- talked about this before. Notre Dame raised and spent almost a billion dollars the last 10 years. Not quite, but just under a billion dollars the last 10 years in upgrading the football facility. Right, you just now got the best, one of the best indoor facilities in the business. You just got recently built. You know they've spent a ton of money on the practice facilities, renovating the football stadium, the recruiting operation, all that stuff. Jack Swarbrick went the bat to make sure you could hire Marcus Freeman a year ago, financially. So, it's just the typical Brian Kelly, "Woe is me, it's everybody else's fault." Yeah, nonsense. And that's just who he is. It's everybody else. As I said last week, Brian Kelly at Notre Dame went 113 and 0. Notre Dame is 0-39. They're the reason for the 39 losses. Right. 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 So that's how it goes. Yeah, and I mean, it, he might not have gotten the Goog renovations, but they did do the campus crossroads, and, there, you know, there, that right. obviously had an impact, you know, with, with the football program. That's not why they lost, Sean. No, that, I, that's I, the I, whole point. Like, that's I the completely front. agree. I, know you know I completely it's, agree. It's just, yeah. It's like, you know, you didn't lose you didn't lose to Northwestern because you didn't have an on-campus chef, right? right. You know, you didn't get beat by Michigan 45 to 14 because, you know, the Goog isn't as, as nice as what Michigan's facilities are. You know, you didn't get go down and get blasted. Miami doesn't even have their own stadium. And they blasted you 41 to 8, you know, when you had a, a national championship opportunity in 2017. Mm-hmm. Then two weeks later, you went out and got your butts whooped and, and blew a fourth quarter lead against Stanford. Does anyone want to tell me that Stanford has better resources for their football program than Notre Dame? <laughs> right? And, and that's the, the utter nonsense. It's like, it's not just Clemson and Alabama that kept, kept you from winning a championship. It was you. It was Miami. It was Stanford. It was Tulsa. It was Northwestern. It was two losses to Navy. It was losing to a three and nine Michigan State team and a four and eight Duke team at home. That's why you didn't win a championship, Notre Dame. It's not because of the nutritionist or the Goog or anything else. It was it was your decisions as a head coach, and he'll never embrace that. And that's why I'm here to remind him and everyone else that it, it was his decisions and his. Like, the school did not make him keep Brian Van Gorder for three years. Right. The school did not make him keep. You know, Paul Jeff Longo Quinn. for as long as he did. And Jeff Quinn and Dell Alexander, no, nobody forced him to do that. That was all him because he wanted to surround himself with yes men instead of the best of the best. Yep. And, you know, when he did finally get some of the best of the best, he had problems with them. He butted heads with Harry Heastan all the time. You know, there were some things I've heard about how he viewed Marcus Freeman and he didn't like a lot of the 
the the and this doesn't come in from you know the coaches this isn't me telling you what the coaches are telling this is some other people that have always been giving me good intel brian kelly didn't really like how much credit and, and love marcus Freeman was getting of course and that's why at press conferences this year he would always be real critical of the defense but always give the offensive pass, even though everybody with a brain knew that the defense not only carried the team this past year, but in previous years, and had similar issues with Clark Lee when Clark Lee started getting a little bit too much love. So right. that's who Brian Kelly is, and he's the reason he never won a championship in Notre Dame, and he'll be the reason why he won't win a championship at LSU, in my opinion. Brian Driscoll's with us from irishbreakdown.com. A couple recruiting things I wanted to touch on today they lost the commitment of the uh, the corner Justin Rett who was on a visit to Georgia over the weekend so how significant do you think this is it's a loss it's a loss there's a lot more to this than just he visited Georgia and there, you know there's some other things that that uh, that we put on our premium board but th this was a decision that I think was both sides felt it was the best thing to do moving forward but it's a loss whatever the reason it's a loss he's a top 100 I graded him as a top 150 recruit Cornerback is a very important position in this class. He's a big physical kid, comes from a great program, and it's a loss, right? And so it, it's, it reminds me a lot of the Will Shipley loss a couple years ago okay. where they thought they were going to get him, and, and, and really they just stopped recruiting other running backs, and then they lost him. But at the end of the day, they were able to rebound to get Logan Diggs and Altrick estimate. So it worked out pretty well. So that's really where they're at now is, okay, you had this loss. This is a tough loss. There's no spinning it any other way than this is a loss. But now what are you going to finish with? Right? And I think that's the key for Notre Dame moving forward is it's early. You've got some really talented players on the board, but now you got to land them. The margin for error just got a lot, a lot thinner when it comes to the cornerback recruiting. So uh, it's a loss, but they, put, they there were three other guys on the board that they really liked. Now they're in a position where they can take all three of them if they're able to land them. And then the other thing, Braylon James, the wide receiver we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, he is announcing his commitment Tomorrow. Now, he he tweeted three. I assume that's central time, so 4 o'clock our time, I believe, right? Well, that was a, that was something about today. He had some other thing that was going on today that was at 3 ah, o'clock central. Okay. So, so he will be announcing his decision tomorrow. Right. It's going to be around 7, 7.30 Eastern. Oh, uh, so, so it won't be till like after a, us tomorrow. Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so it'll after be later the show. In the day, so yeah. Correct. Yeah, there was some miscommunication on people thinking that the, the 3 p.m. tweet was a changing his commitment time. It, it'll be tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have a show live during it where we'll carry his, his decision and then we'll talk about what it means for Notre Dame and one way or the other. But Notre Dame has done a great, great job in this recruitment and uh, they've put themselves in a good position. Now it's about just awaiting that final word to, to see what Braylon has decided. All right, we'll see. Big, uh, big opportunity for Notre Dame, especially for the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver from Texas tomorrow. Uh, well, okay, so one final thought. Well, I'll talk to you later in the week, obviously, but with the blue-gold game, Coming up Saturday, give me one thing besides the quarterbacks, because that's the obvious one, but one thing besides the quarterbacks that, that you're really maybe looking for Saturday. I really want to see the offensive line, and I don't really care about the number of sacks. I just want to see him play hard. I want to see a unit that goes out there and plays physical and gets after it and competes, and I just want to see that the mindset, the identity, the you know just the, the compete level of the offensive line has changed, because I think that will really set the tone for everybody else. And so we've heard good things about it, but I want to see that group go out. I want this to look like a Harry Heastan offensive line from a from a, a toughness standpoint, a competitiveness standpoint. And and if that if I come out of the game feeling that, I don't really care what happens everywhere else because you know me, you know me, Sean. I don't put a lot in spring games. Yeah. But the one thing you can get a lot out of spring game is where's your compete level. I think those are the things you look for. Where's your compete level? And if we see that from the offensive line, then I'm going to feel like this spring was a success. All right. 
Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. What else is going on there right now? Tons of recruiting stuff. So obviously Notre Dame, the Blue Gold game this weekend. There's some big-time, big-time players on campus this weekend. We have updates on two of the biggest on our site already. We've got – I just got two texts from Ryan during the show about two other articles he now has uploaded in the – I'm like, dude, you got to slow down. I don't have time to edit all these <laughs> stories you're doing. Sean Davis just had a great story about uh, Christian Gray, the cornerback from St. Louis, speaking of corners. Uh, he visited last week. We have a recap of that. He also is setting his – he set his commitment date for July 4th. So he'll be announcing between Notre Dame, Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State on July 4th. So a lot okay. going on, Sean. And I'm going to try to work in some team stuff because the, you know, we've been there's been so much recruiting news that we haven't had a chance to get a lot of team stuff. But the next couple of weeks, I'll have a ton, a ton of team analysis for you. Sounds like a plan to me, and we'll have more on recruiting tomorrow coming up here at this time on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Brian, great as always. I will talk to you later this week. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Right, absolutely. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. Speaking of the Blue Gold game, my five question of the day coming up, I'll give you five offensive players I'm looking at this Saturday at the Blue Gold game, which you'll hear right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. That's next on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 